Hello, it's Nicole Russell McFarland. I hope you're enjoying all of these podcast lessons. Film score composing. Hear the plot with your eyes closed. What does that mean? Well, obviously, I just told you what I meant. But it's not the same type of vibe as my music as a character episode. So let's talk about that. You should listen to that episode, too. It's pretty good. About, oh, I don't know little bit of film music history for you but anyway regarding this why should you hear a score with your eyes closed because you want to know what's going on in the story yes but also because it's a mark of a very good film score to attach its agenda onto the music you want to be able to as a composer extract feelings from the characters Ideally yourself, because if you aren't putting yourself, at least memories or some part of yourself into your film score, you aren't living, you might not be doing it as good of a job as you could be. Because music is science meeting art. It's not only science. So there's that. But really, you want to be having somebody know immediately these people are discovering an island or... There's a giant ape in front of them. Whatever it may be, someone's falling in love. Someone's doing something. I'm trying to think of a really popular person we can talk about because I'm envisioning in this podcast series that some of you might be new to film score composing. I'm obviously not at the top of the food chain right now, but I will be, and so will you if you follow all my tips and and gain knowledge along the way. So let's think of another person. Hmm. Who could I think of who's beloved and we might not know enough about if we are listening and we're new to film scores, but we know him. Ah, yes, Mr. Hans Zimmer. So I'm going to Google because I, I just decided not to have notes on some of these episodes. Speak from the heart. What's an example of this, of Mr. Hans Zimmer having the plot with the eyes closed? I'm talking about. Well, let's talk about The Lion King. Since that's the first thing that pops up in here. In The Lion King, you know, the very famous part where the end of the movie, hopefully you watched the original. I mean, if you didn't, you're a rotten egg and you better go watch it to know what I'm talking about. Don't just listen to the score. But if you do, you know at the end when Simba's being held up, that there's a big trashy Jerry Springer fight between the lions and the family. And there is a, yeah, I just said Jerry Springer fight in a, about a Disney movie. <laughs> it's true. And there's also a resolution and a beautiful ending and something that wraps up the whole movie with rephrasing the circle of life at the end. Why is this beautiful? Why is it perfect? Why does it work so well with the movie that it's probably his most well-known score? Because, and I just whacked my microphone. And you, I did this in another episode too, by the way. I'm like, here I am in my TED talk. Oh, whack the microphone. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about this. We hear everything in the movie. We hear the anxiety. We hear the stress, the drama, and then there's a drop and we hear it transitioning. Then we hear it going back into the circle of life. 
And the neat thing about that is it's so tied to the movie that it's almost famously replicated all the time in parodies, that circle of life passage at the end. So it's something you could, with your eyes closed, know what is going on in the movie. Let's use another example from him. He's my favorite businessman, by the way. If you don't listen to me <laughs> on my other podcast, you're like, those of you who do probably are like, okay, Nicole, stop talking about Hans Zimmer and Peter Jackson. But those of you who don't know who, um, I mean, some of you listeners who don't know me are not familiar with that and they don't, you don't know how much I talk about this to gentlemen. I'm like, those are my two favorite businessmen in Hollywood because there's, anyway, he's a brilliant gentleman with a beautiful mind. Um, okay. Inception. Everybody knows Inception. I'm just trying to think here. What are the scores mentioned to me from everyday folks who don't really follow music? Inception is one of them. I'm finding it on Google. Okay. Inception. Everybody knows Inception. And there are different themes to Inception, although some are more famous to people who don't follow film score music. Again, mentioning like a teacher, a girl who works at the mall, maybe a guy with a business the guy who sells cars, those types of people, they all love Hans Zimmer. And when I mentioned film score music, they're like, you mean like Hans Zimmer? And it, people either mention John Williams or Hans Zimmer. So that's why I focus so much on them for you guys and ladies listening to this podcast. But here we go. Inception. You know what's going on in Inception, sort of. Maybe not entirely without the plot, but you know there's some action. You know that something is very dramatic right now. You know that there's a flood going on. You know, Maybe you don't know there's a flood, but you know there's something really big. So when the flood comes out, you hear that. You know when there's a part where they're laying on the train tracks. There's another theme. You know when they're building the city in their heads. There's another theme. And you hear different points. And you know exactly what is going on halfway. You're not filled in on the details but you know somebody might be thinking about a lost love. Absolutely. You know that somebody's going to be running away from bad guys. Yes. So those are the points I'm talking about. So why don't we use a personal example for me? And I'm going to pull up to Google myself. Um, no, I'm not going to Google myself. But I'm going to, um, yeah, I went on my computer. And I'm, you know, like, this is a film called The Homework's Revenge, Esther in Wonderland. Technically, it's two films in one, hence the title, although it's technically more Homework's Revenge. So what I mean by that, the album portion of mine, that is the fantasy that's I'm currently working on this for the web, but it's going to be a feature film that's divided into fantasy and reality. And the entire fantasy portion is released on an album that's out for streaming called Esther in Wonderland. Why is a raven like a writing desk? And I have different titles on my iTunes from the fantasy portion. I hope when you listen to them that you kind of get a little bit of a gist of what's going on in the movie without actually watching the movie. Um, despite me kind of giving you hints with the album, giving little song titles away, but there's a beginning. So this was totally unintentional on my end because I had it been on t 
intentional, I would have made it the first song. But I kind of did the little circle of life thing. I put, okay, the song, the second song that introduces when the film executive is being taken into Wonderland by yours truly, because it actually, it's a, a, you know, I just went all out and it's a movie within a movie and it's totally weird. And it's kind of the story of my life mixed with Alice in Wonderland. Um, I just went all out and said, let's make it weird and creative because I might never be able to do this again. At least I will, I will someday, but I will be arguing with studios to get my way. Let's do this before I have to do that. So I, I'm making it totally weird, being honest. And when I'm in my meeting, this is probably the most personal film I have, or yeah, I'm making, um, because it's my life. Uh, I'm, I'm meeting a, in the future, based on this film, a film studio executive. And we're talking about going to Wonderland. Okay, so that's the first song. But the second song, I dreamed I was Alice in Wonderland. And this is actually true. Um, I had taken Tylenol and I had a whack dream that I was Alice in Wonderland over the score from Pure Gantz. And I, this might be arrogant of my mind, but I was sleeping. I rewrote Pure Gant in my mind, the score. So it was pretty weird. Uh, but that's where the main theme pops out. I dreamed I was Alice in Wonderland, song number two. And at the end, song number 10, I Love You, Lewis Carroll, it wraps up at the end almost in a circle of life way. Uh, although mine is extended and there's a bunch of organ to it and some other stuff, but it's there. And then throughout the film, I have for you, and you'll see it, I guess, hopefully this year online, um, I it's an animated film. I have different parts reminding you of the theme and then at the end of one track where we're discussing the girl following her dreams that same theme that we meet when we first see wonderland is there now there's another theme that is later in the movie that we actually meet first through kind of a music box setup and that's the first song but anyway i do that I go out of my way to do that. And maybe I don't have the most expensive film studio orchestra yet. Maybe I don't have the most sophisticated means of delivery yet, but I'm making a solid effort as an independent film score composer slash film director. And that is something that I hope studios pick up on. I hope someday to listen to this and be like, oh, that was me when I was a wee young one. And I was talking about myself before I became this big deal studio director slash composer. I hope that's me. And I hope that's you. I, I think being friends, I'm friends with you in the audience. We are able to arrive to success together. And this is one means of doing it. Uh, you and I are going to be friends forever. And with maybe we'll never meet. I totally understand Bob Ross. I'm not kidding. Like, I, I used to say, why is Bob Ross doing that? He thinks we're all friends with him. And yeah, I feel like Bob Ross. I love Bob Ross. Um, so, yeah, you and I, you out there listening to this, we are going to arrive together. And when we arrive, it's because we make a big effort doing these little things. Because studios are going to, including if you already are newbie studio director or studio film score composer in one or you know, like me, or just a studio film composer, to arrive to the top, whether you're indie or you're new, 
with studios, people are going to want to know that you were able to dip into your soul and pull these tricks out and use them. And they're going to want to invest in you if they know you can do it. So please get started on these. And this is a very important tool to use. Um, you should always hear this plot when you're just popping in your headphones and listening, closing your eyes. You should always do that. And you think it's going to be silly. There's going to be a lot of work, but it's not a lot of work wasted. It's valuable. It's for something good. It's for your career. And I promise you it will happen. So I will see you next time in the next episode.